all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Good mid-morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And to my night listeners, welcome to Quick Topic Time. Quick Topic Time. Quick Topic Time. You ever looked at things in two ways? Oh, you ever knew somebody that looked at something and you seen something, but you looked at it in two different type of ways. Both ways meant something. Both ways was true. Both ways you have seen it and understood it were true and, and was meant to happen. So it's no wrong or right or right and wrong. Both of you are right of how you seen a certain incident. Now you probably can't think of a lot of things like that, but just I'm just I'm I'm using this as a scenario. And I'm going to do this in about 10 minutes. This is just a quick topic and I want you to think about this. When you look at the Bible, when you read the Bible, particularly the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, what way do you look at it? What 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 do you get out of Jesus Christ's crucifixion? Now, th- don't, don't, don't answer. Just think about this. What do you get out of when you see, you read the Bible, whether it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or you just heard about it at your church? How is it taught? Mainly? What's the majority of the way the crucifixion is taught? When it comes to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Is it something uplifting or is it something joyful when you hear about the crucifixion? Now, just by me saying that, I'm imagining there's an audience just uh, listening to what I'm saying. The audience can be split or you can have a majority on whatever side. Some people look at the crucifixion as graphic, sad, and hurtful. And why? And that's not a wrong feeling. Many people look at the crucifixion, Jesus' crucifixion in that way. Then you have another group of people look at the crucifixion as joy. Thank you. I love you for this. Thank you, Lord. So the same crucifixion, what happened to Jesus Christ on the cross, but two different ways that people look at the cross. Where I'm going with this. When I said that's 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 no di- there's no difference that the way they look back, they looked at that back in the Bible time when it came to Israel. 
okay, when it came to the Jews. Now, where I'm going with this is because there's something very important we must understand, must understand. Remember, I said both ways are understandable. God understands both ways when you look at the cross. You're looking at it as something painful, what Jesus went through, etc., and stuff like that. Let me give you another example. When you watch old epic movies like King of Kings, the greatest story ever told. I'm just talking about most of the movies are somewhat fictional, but have some truth, but most of it is fictional. Uh, Jesus of Nazareth, or the latest that came out, which was very good and very graphic, The Passion of the Christ, which was directed by Mel Gibson. If you look through those stories, if you look at the whole story, or you look at the whole movie, you see Jesus teaching love. You see him doing miraculous miracles. You see him doing all of that. But when it comes to him dying on the cross, that hurts. You don't want that to happen. You have one side, probably the majority of the side that looks at that movie, don't do, regret that it happened to this innocent man. Now, this is for the saved and the unsaved. That's how they look at it. How could they kill this innocent man? He only came down to do good. He came for us and whatever like that. He came to die for us. And the majority of the people that look at it know that Jesus came to die for us. But when that graphic part happens, your mind go blank. You forget he came to do this because it's so graphic. It's so wrong. It seems so helpless. How could they do this to this innocent man? Now, that's how usually the saved and the unsaved look at the crucifixion until he raises again. Then a certain joy come that Jesus rose again. You still have that nasty, evil picture, and it was, of what happened to Jesus on the cross especially the visual part of it in the Passion of the Christ. That's the most graphic uh, crucifixion scene of Jesus I have ever seen made on television. Really brutal, really graphic. Mel Gibson went to the T. He didn't even go far enough of what happened to our Savior. But it's something about the crucifixion of him hanging on the cross and how they treated him. But when the resurrection part came, you was more joyful. But you still couldn't get that graphic scene, and most and a lot of the unsaved still is stuck on, wow, how could they do that? That was very graphic. They were so mean. Even though the saved understood that he came to die for us, that graphic scene of how he died sticks to you, sticks to you, okay? Longer. Then you got the ones on the other side, they understand the resurrection more in advance, so they are more joyful. They don't look at the picture of him being graphically, uh, you know, executed or tortured like he was. Not saying that they are blind to it, but they understand why. They understand he came to do that. They understand how it's going to be because it was foretold in the old scriptures that how he was going to be crucified and, you know, really disfigured like that. So they had their eyes is more focused and their joy is more focused on the resurrection part. Okay, now where I'm going with this, give me a few more minutes. I'm going with this because that's how many people, especially the unsaved, look at the crucifixion of Jesus. 
See, the majority of the world, the unsaved, focus on him being crucified. They heard about it, whether they believe he's the savior or not, which most of them don't. They are sad and hurt about the crucifixion of Jesus. Why? Because the majority of, especially the Catholic Church, depicts him being crucified. They have crosses. You know, they you know, have crosses of them hanging on a cross, bleeding and stuff like that. So the focus is mainly on him dying. They understood they understand somewhat that he somewhat died for our sins, but the the visual or the trajectory is him being hung on that cross. So people focus on that, so they look at the cross and they cry. They shed a tear. Because lack of understanding that he had to do that, but it still hurts. So a lot of unsaved, people that's not even saved, they go visit Jerusalem. They go visit landmarks with Jesus still hanging on the cross. That's the trajectory of the majority of the world. Looks at Jesus, his, the way he was died, the way he was just killed, the way he was crucified, the way he was tortured more than anybody had ever been tortured, according in history, you know. Many unbelievers and a lot of believers or many unbelievers has that grotesque picture of Jesus crucified and being hung on a rugged, dirty cross, hands nailed or his wrist nailed, you know, feet nailed to the cross and larger nails and beat pretty bad. You know, people pictured that because that's the way the world pictured Jesus still hanging on that cross. So that's how uh, the majority, you know, I believe in my opinion, the world looks at Jesus, him being hung on the cross, crucified. They have no understanding why. How could anybody be that mean to do that? Now, let me get back to why I want The reason I'm saying this is the two ways that people look at Jesus crucifixion. You look at the teachings of Peter, and you look at the teachers of Paul, if you do not pay attention, you would think they teach the same way when it comes to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. But no, the way Peter in the book of Acts preached to the Jews the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to other unbelieving Jews, well, he preached it as an indictment against them, especially the leaders, and the one called for him to be crucified. Peter preached Jesus, preached, excuse me, Peter preached Jesus or proclaimed Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection as an indictment against the ones that murdered him. He didn't preach it for salvation. He didn't preach it for them to, they can be saved that way. You understand what I'm saying? Peter preached it as an indictment. Then after they begged, said what we must do because they they done it out of ignorance. Peter, according to Acts 2.38, explained to them what they must do to what? To be saved. But it wasn't because of his death, burial, resurrection because they all was ignorant, ignorant about the explanation of what happened after the other side of the cross. He said, Joe, what do you mean by that? I'm going to get to that. Peter was limited of understanding that. Even in the book of Luke, I believe, when Jesus told him what, what was going to happen to him on the cross, and the Bible said the disciples, they all understood him not. Why? Because God kept it hidden from them. God kept it hidden from them, the disciples. So they still was limited on 
they understood he had to do it, but they was ignorant on why or what's what happened because him being raised again. They didn't know too much about that. They just knew he he'd been raised again. So they were still somewhat in a gray area of what really happened. Okay. So Peter, when he preached in Acts about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, it wasn't for salvation. It was it was for an indictment of what you've done to Jesus. Now that's the way I was talking about how the world or some believers look at it. They're stuck on his crucifixion. That's why they have crosses on around their necks. And there's nothing wrong with that. Or they go to Jerusalem or whatever like that because they look at Jesus being crucified on the cross. Now, that's what Peter talking, taught it. He preached it or proclaimed Jesus' death as an indictment. Now, so much focus was on the salvation because it wasn't for salvation the way Peter Peter teach taught it. Okay, I hope you got something out of that. Now, the, on the other side of the cross, it's the Apostle Paul. Now, when Apostle Paul teaches about the death, burial, resurrection, he teaches it. He teaches it as a joyful thing that happened. He don't focus on how they murdered him or whatever like that. He focuses on what happened after the cross what Jesus is doing now. See, he don't look at Jesus' earthly walk too much, and he don't look at Jesus' earthly how, on earth how he was crucified. He looks at and teaches what happened after the cross, after the resurrection, when especially when it comes out after Acts 9. Now, a lot of you just listening to this don't understand what I'm saying, but my point is, I don't want to keep this long. This is a quick topic. Always remember this. There's two ways to look at the cross. Peter looked at it in one way. The Apostle Paul looked at it another way. They did not teach the cross, the death, burial, resurrection, the same way. Say, really, Joe? No. They did not teach. Now, Peter taught it, or he believed it and taught it late on. Not so much taught it, but he understood it later on. Why? Because it was explained to him by the Apostle Paul. That's how grace came in. Peter understood the kingdom program, which was still under the law. He knew uh, Jesus had to die because he seen the resurrection of Jesus. Paul did not see that. Paul met Jesus after Jesus' death. He met the heavenly Jesus. Peter knew the earthly Jesus. Follow what I'm saying. Listen carefully. Peter walked with Jesus, him and the other disciples. He seen with Jesus crucified. He denied Jesus three times. He still couldn't get it why Jesus had to die like that. So viciously on the cross. He still was looking for that Savior to get them out of their mess because the truth of why he done it was still hidden from them. God kept it hidden from them. So Peter was still stuck on the crucifixion of Jesus. Then when Jesus rose again, yes, they was very happy and everything like that, but his teaching was still kingdom program. It was focused on Jesus coming back. Okay? Why? Because at the end of Luke and in the, in the beginning of Acts 1, Jesus explained to them. That's why they, they still didn't know because they even asked Jesus, Jesus, at this time are you, are you going to restore the kingdom now? So they understood that. So when they looked at the resurrection of Jesus coming back, they was looking for him to restore the kingdom, not for salvation as much. 
You understand what I'm saying? So that's why they was they was happy about the resurrection of Jesus. Still kind of somewhat confused, but they was happy that Jesus rose again because they knew he was going to come back and restore the kingdom. Okay, they just didn't know exactly when the prophecies and stuff started coming to life. So when Paul preached Jesus, he did not preach Jesus as an indictment against what the Jews done. He preached it to the Gentiles as salvation of why Jesus died. See, that's why when I teach sometimes in the connected dots, I teach the who versus the what. So those are the two ways that people look at Jesus crucifixion. Some look at it as an indictment. They are mad at how they killed their Savior. On the other side, you have the ones that know the truth and have a more deep understanding. They teach it like the Apostle Paul as a joy. I thank you for doing it. One side, I'm mad and I'm sad that he died like that. The other side, I'm thankful that he died like that because it's for us. One side, I, I hate that he died like that, but now I know it's for us. The other side, I am glad he died like that because it's brung salvation to the us now, the Gentiles. You get what I'm saying? Two ways that people look at, even today, the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Those are the two sides of the cross. Peter preaches the cross for kingdom purposes and for an indictment against what the Jews done to their Messiah, to their coming king. They killed their own king. You killed your Messiah. You crucified your own king, your own leader. That was Peter's preaching in the book of Acts and so forth. Paul's preaching was, thank you, Jesus. Jesus died for our sins. You don't preach on Jesus hanging on the cross. You preach of Jesus being off that cross in the heavenly places, coming down and saving us because of that. Okay? I hope you got something out of that. Two ways that people looking on the cross is no different the way it was in the Bible when they looked at the crucifixion of Jesus between Peter and Paul. Think about that. Replay this and try to get it in you. Because it's worth understanding and it will broaden your thinking of which way do you look at the death, burial, and resurrection Jesus on the cross? Do you keep him on that cross? When you think about Jesus, do you just think about how he was crucified and how he was hurt, how he was executed and how, and which, which is true? Or do you think about his resurrection as a joy, sadness or joy, or did your sadness turn to joy? That's for you to think about that, because that's very important when it comes to knowing what Jesus is doing today. And today he's not on that cross. So you don't have to go worshiping crosses and stuff like that. Jesus is not hanging on the cross. So if you listen to sermons that preaches Jesus dying on that cross, everybody crying and they say, I understand that God do not want you to look at it that way because that's the wrong side of the cross you're looking at. We need to pay attention to the other side of the cross, the resurrection, because that's the way to get saved, not him being on the cross. The way for us to be saved is his resurrection of what he's doing today. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee with Word, a quick topic for today, the two sides of the cross. God bless you all. Body of Christ, real talk. Peace out. Love you all. Thank you for your time. Left out, baby.
Peace out. Love you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.